Outdoor Zone with DJ and Cody Ryan, live from the bunkhouse. There's a place up ahead and I'm going, just as fast as my feet All right. Welcome back. It's the Outdoor Zone live in the bunkhouse. I'm TJ Graney. That's Cody Ryan. Good morning. <clears throat> and Devin, Salt Dog, is the ranch hen who catches the gates every morning, uh, every Sunday morning before we get here. Hey. Go to the Outdoor Zone. We are live on Facebook at the Outdoor Zone right now. Uh, we're trying it live on on Facebook. So live action. Remember that guy? <laughs> yeah, he was. He, he was, was a big really popular. Uh, you know, you never know what happens to those folks after a while. They, they just... go. They go back to catching turtles. <laughs> you know the guys at the uh, the deadliest catch. Yeah. Remember when they were interviewed and they were asked, well, what are you going to do after, you know, the show is done airing and you've gone through all your fame and, you know, I mean, you're what are you going to do? And they were like, well, we're going to go crab fishing <laughs> or crabbing. We're going back to what we, we did been, all along. We're still going to go crabbing. You know, that's, uh, I was watching The Deadliest Catch is still on. It's still new, fresh episodes. No kidding. Yeah. Crazy. <laughs> so, hey, one of the things that we wanted to talk about was Parks and Wildlife uh, put out a, a great little note and some tips on how to stay cool <clears throat> this time of year what to do and it's a real thing i actually met a guy speaking of uh uh just a week or two ago i was buying a uh storage building from a guy yeah and he had two canes he was you know walking real slow with two canes and he goes man i'm sorry i'm not you know i i usually don't have a problem walking or whatever but a year ago I had a heat stroke and it took me out and I just haven't recovered yet. And he was mid fifties, probably. You know, he early sixties. I bet you he's just one of those hard headed guys that just pushes and pushes and pushes. Yeah, and he said As we I are was, so often. I was working outside and welding something in the heat of the day and didn't feel right when I came back in and that was it. That was all it that's all it took. He said I I just didn't feel right. 
And uh, my, I called my son and told him about it, and he said, we're going to the hospital immediately. Ended up having—that was a heat stroke. That's all it took, and he lost his ability to walk for a while and uh, is just now kind of gaining it back a year later. So, so it's a real deal. Heat stroke, ways you can uh, tell, and you can go to Texas Parks and Wildlife. they got a little graph there that you can look at, but heat stroke— Signs of heat stroke, throbbing headache. Yeah. No sweating. Yeah. Red, hot, dry skin, and changes in mental state. Well, heat that exhaustion. One for you. Headed that way, you're going to be faint and dizzy. Yeah. Excessive sweating, cool, pale, clammy skin, and muscle cramps. Yeah. So that, but they got some different things. One is your your friend. First of all, get out of the sun. Right. Your friend is hydrate. Water, water, water. Sixteen ounces an hour. Sixteen ounces an hour. That's yeah. a one bottle an hour minimum. 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 Right. One bottle an hour minimum. That's if you're not doing anything. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean. And and one of the other things is if you've got dogs. Yeah. You know, one of the we had a big water tub out by the well that we left left water in. But what I realized was that tub from about ten till about two sits in that sun, sat in the sun. Yeah, yeah. And I thought, you know what? That's just hot water. And I moved that tub over underneath the batch of oak trees. Yeah, where it's in the shade all day long. And it stays cool. I got to change it a little more often, right? Because stuff will fall out of the trees in it. But the dogs are constantly going over there, walking in it, getting in it, drinking it because it's cool. Well, you and I went fishing a few weeks ago on Lake Travis, and for some reason, I said, "Let's go in the heat of the day." Um, <laughs> yes, you did, and I, and that was shocking. Yeah, I said, "Let's just go. Let's just do it. Whatever. Yeah. I don't care." Um, we went in the heat of the day, and it got hot and miserable for a little while, and. I knew, though, that being out there, all you had to do was jump in that lake one time. Jump in, climb out, get back on the boat, and it, like, starts your whole day. You know, it cools your whole body down. And did that not make you—I mean, did that not, like— It changed everything. I mean, because it was getting to be almost a grind. Yeah, almost too hot. And you're feeling this kind of— Sweaty and gross. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, ten minutes, five minutes— yeah. In the lake. And the water was clean. Yeah. The water looked Thank beautiful. You. Yeah, zebra mussels. Uh, it yeah. was beautiful. Yeah, thanks to zebra mussels. Okay. They're great. They're great. Uh, zebra mussels. Dress smart. Wear light, loose-fitting, breathable clothing, a hat, correct shoes, sunscreen, and wet bandanas to keep you cool while you're in the sun. So a lot of you guys are fishing now. You'll wear those things around your neck those yeah like a buff uh, uh, yeah they're called buffs but they're that real thin material you know and really you can get uh, the the material now is so good you can get that really light super lightweight stuff like i like the super lightweight t-shirts but you can get that stuff that's a kind of a wick kind of yeah. a it's not cotton but it's something else but right Super lightweight, long sleeves. You guys cover your hands. You cover your necks on the when you're bass fishing in the oh, sun. Yeah. Um, long sleeves, but wear. You know, if you notice these uh, guys that are working on the side of the road or wor- working out in the sun during the day, 
they usually have a long sleeve shirt on and a t-shirt under underneath that yeah when i'm at the ranch working yeah. during the summer during summer camp with the kids i'm not wearing just a t-shirt i'm wearing a long sleeve shirt with a t-shirt underneath it the t-shirt gets wet with your sweat and it keeps you cool yeah it's the way it works and the long, long sleeve, sleeve sheet keeps, keeps you the, out sun, the sun keeps and... the sun off of you and it keeps the moisture in right right so anyway you got to dress small uh food helps keep up energy and replace the salt from sweating uh, jerky granola mix trail mix dried fruit fantastic ways to nourish your bodies um i love to have even when i'm on the trails if i'm hiking the mountains um I, I like having a little bit of stuff, a little bit of, you know, some nuts, some, you know, fruit stuff or whatever. I like having a little bit of stuff coming in, and, and that's really good and healthy for you, uh, especially if it's got a little bit of salt in it. Yeah. You know, some peanuts or something like that's great for you while you're out there. And a buddy system. Have somebody with you that understands uh yeah, just looking You're out for each other. Kind of watching out for you. Hey, man, drink some water. Drink yeah. some more water. Because it can happen so quick, and you don't realize it. Well, especially to... us guys. You know, right. I, I well, I don't know about every guy, but I, I, me, and a lot of my guys. Yeah, m- my age guys, and and probably yours too. Hard headed. We're just hard headed. We just when we get on a project, <laughs> we just get out there. We work. We're not, you know, we're going to get it done. We're not going to let it not get done. Right. I mean, I can I can tell you ten guys. Right. That I do life with that are that way. You know, you get under the truck, you're working trying to fix something. Working on that deer lease, working on that. Working on, yeah. What, mowing. Yeah. Trying to get something done. And but and we're not going to stop. We're going to keep going. And we, we've seen it cause problems with friends and, and people that we're close to on the ranch. and Absolutely. Doing ranch work during the summer. You just got to be really so careful when it gets this hot. And and it it's a real thing. And I know you hear it and you probably see infomercials about it and stuff like that but you know it's uh you look a lot smarter if you don't have a heat stroke than if you do uh during this time you look like you're paying attention don't worry about you know what you look like get plenty of ice those buffs uh i'll take one if i'm out on the boat or or got a buff on and dip it in the ice water in the cooler wring it out and put it back on your neck put it back over your head Holy cow. Yeah. All so, the difference in the world. So that buddy of ours that was talking about how um, when he goes uh, either fishing or if you're with your kids and you're all out at the lake or whatever, yeah. you get some small towels, you get them wet, damp, yeah. Yeah. not not dripping wet, but damp, good and wet, and then you put them in Ziploc bags and you keep them in the ice chest. Yeah. The kid comes in, you need to cool them down, ba-bam, yeah. cools them down, put it on the back of their neck. One thing I heard was do not pour cold water over somebody's head who's in that situation. Uh, pour it on their forearms, pour it on the back of their neck maybe, but don't pour it directly on the top of their head. Um, but anyway, so y- you can be outside. You can do outside. You just have to be smart about it. You just it. have to be smart about it. Electrolyte tablets, I was telling you. I've got my wife ordering some electrolyte tablets because I remember working on the ranch years ago and how that used to be. We used to take those around noon and they would just change. I mean, it didn't matter how much water you drank. There's sometimes you're still just thirsty or feel dehydrated, but that would help retain some of that. 
And uh, so it's something to look at and see if it's for you. But I'll definitely uh, be taking electrolyte tablets coming up again here soon. All right. Electrolyte tablets are on the... We'll be experimenting with Cody Ryan with electrolyte tablets. Be careful out there in the heat still. You can get outside. No kid left inside this summer, folks. I, uh, we'll take a quick break. On the flip side, we got your PETA report and more. Uh, all live here in the bunkhouse every Sunday morning, 7 to 9, or 24-7-365, theoutdoorzone.com. Hey, don't forget, we're live on Facebook right now, the Outdoor Zone Facebook page. We oh, are man, live. I forgot about that. <laughs> all right, we'll be right back. I'm Andy Morgan, and I fish FLW, and you're listening to the Outdoor Zone. All right, welcome back. See Outdoor Zone live in the bunkhouse. Archery country. There's a certain point in every hunter's life when they step into the next level and begin to hunt with a bow. Archery country is Austin's only true bow shop for the bow hunter. One of America's fastest growing sports is archery. All the gear, targets, arrows, accessories are on site and available for professional installation. It's Austin's only full size range. They got private and group classes and lessons. How about a crossbow or a bow fishing bow? They got all of it, all in one place, Archery Country. 8121 Research Boulevard. You can find them 24-7-365 at austinarcherycountry.com, austinarcherycountry.com. Austin Archery Country, the only archery shop in Austin. Now it's time for this week's PETA Report. They are anti-hunting, anti-fishing, anti-meat, anti-you and your family's outdoor heritage. It's time for the Outdoor Zone's PETA Report, because we love animals too. They taste great. Hey, uh, Salt Dog, that coffee's good. You done good. I don't know how you did it, but good job. PETA Report. Hey, uh, Amy's Ice Cream. Oh. Locally owned and operated. Yeah. Wonderful place to indulge oh yeah you like the sweets mm. which is my nemesis the sweets i uh, like them a little bit too much but amy's ice cream recently launched vegan ice cream flavors mm, lovely is that cauliflower <laughs> broccoli and now regularly offers at least one non-dairy variety at each location that is critical non-dairy is huge yeah uh, mrs graney looks for yogurt non-dairy something everywhere we go and we have the hardest time finding non-dairy ice well, how cream do you or, fi- how do you do ice cream without they milk? do it they do it that's not ice cream they have non-dairy variety that's at sorbet. each location it's currently dairy-free offerings are vegan mexican vanilla ve- no. vegan chocolate no and on a rare it. occasion vegan coffee flavor no Mm-mm. i don't believe it some locations also carry almond milk to make vegan shakes Amy says 14 locations in Austin. Da 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 da. You know how many what? almonds what you've got to milk? 
to get a gallon of almond milk and to get them all lined up so and to behave so you can milk them properly how much how much milk does an almond really have you know I mean, that's got to be crazy. I, well, I drink almond milk. I don't mind it at all. No, actually, we do not have regular milk at our house. We use almond milk. But it's I guess that's what you can make uh, ice, these ice creams out of, almond milk. I, but why do they have to call it vegan? Or I guess... Why don't they just call like it almond no milk animal, ice cream? Yeah, no animal... Well, it's because it's you know, I've Austin, never, Texas. And I, you got if you don't say vegan, you know... I, I've never been a big fan of milk. Milk. I like milk. Yeah, elk milk? Yes. Oh, gosh, yes. Yeah, that's good stuff. Milk is awesome. Milk is good, but milk I've never been a big fan of. And one reason I always say, and it kind of throws people off, is we're the only creature that drinks another creature's milk. Oh, I know. You say that. It's just Is it true? Prove me wrong. Well, I don't care. We do everything. We are the top of the food chain. <laughs> If I want to drink the milk out of a cow, I shall do it because I am the top but isn't it called of the food chain. Sorbet. And then I will cut you up and put you on a hot coals and eat your flesh. That's weird. That's you a just steak. Got really weird, bro. Jeez. Uh, speaking of weird, no, not really weird. Uh, Bassmaster has an article. Mark Zona wrote an article about Zona is uh, Mark Zona is been around. He's one of the commentators for Bassmaster. Oh, right. He has his own show. Uh, uh, what's a show? Weird fishing with Mark Zona or awesome uh, Mark Zona's awesome fishing show. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I love it. But he fishes with Good the likes gig of if you can get it. Kevin Van Dam, guys like that. He's uh, up north, and um, oh, up north where the smallies and the muskies roam. Oh, absolutely. And he fishes a lot. Uh, those lakes up north where he's and, and plus he travels with Bassmaster and sees all the different lakes across the country and he writes an article kind of interesting about uh, how fantastic the fishing was in their last uh, tournament up north at Lake St. Clair uh, 97 pounds 8 ounces of smallmouth bass in 4 days smallmouth bass? averaging almost 5 pounds a piece over the course of four days to win that tournament and uh, in a lake that's absolutely covered in zebra mussels zebra mussels zebra mussels zebra mussels and then the decline in lakes like kentucky lake and how terrible kentucky lake tournaments have been in the last well, couple of years smallmouth don't now, eat those listen the Kentucky Lake, the bass fishing, the largemouth fishing has been absolutely terrible the last couple of years with the huge, massive amount of Asian carp that are in Kentucky Lake. I bring it back to Central Texas, the battles we've had where we're getting told time and time again how terrible zebra mussels are and that we need to rinse, drain, and dry our boats every time uh, so we don't spread zebra mussels and how the only way to combat the grass situation, the invasive species, the spread of hydrilla in our lakes is to if fill them with Asian, Asian carp. If you and ever now you're get... looking at these states <laughs> across the country and going, hello. Well, I, it's... They're, 
it's Mother Nature that knows how to com- combat this stuff and, you know, certain elements of it. The zebra mussels, I think the biggest concern about that is because they are non, non-native, they're not from here. And so I what they... I would beg to differ. No, they're not. They I've were, seen 57 billion of them on rocks in Lake Travis. They're thriving. I would say I know. now well, they're but, native. Okay. What does it take well, them to yeah. be native? You're well, not getting rid true. of them. That's true. But it, but what they damage, the things that they damage, are you know there's a there's a reason why they there there's definitely a concern concern and it should be and I don't know why smallmouth bass would all of a sudden be I don't well I don't know what, what it zebra is, mussels what it is do. Is, well, it, it's a feeding source the for the clean. bait fish. The bait fish feed on the zebra mussels. The gobies in particular up north is what they're talking about. Hang around the zebra mussels. And which they then, eat the, so they open up so and then, they jump in there and eat the mussel out of it? No, I don't know how that. I don't know how they, they eat them. crack them with their jaw. They yeah, like, they got cr- crushers. Crushing. Bass have crushers. They call them crushers for crushing crawfish and things like that. But... The bass are hanging around because the bait fish are doing so well because they are feeding on these zebra mussels, and the bass are feeding on the bait fish well, feeding on the zebra I, you mussels. Know, there's like certain, a chain. There's I don't certain know how, things. There's certain you know things works. that you just in the in the outdoor world, and we know it. In the outdoor world, there's certain things that you just have to uh, come to terms with and try. And yes, it's just like wild hogs. You know, you see hogs in places now as I'm as I travel up north into Missouri and Illinois and places like that. Guess what? They're starting to see hogs up there. Oh, what Oklahoma, they're saying, Tennessee, those the hogs are starting to the territory. They're expanding and they're tearing stuff up. What they're saying, I guess, is this are the smallmouth are visual feeders. They feed visually. And the zebra mussels do a great deal to clear up the water. You saw Lake Travis. We've seen Lake Travis. It's been clear before in the past. 20 years ago, it was a very clear lake. It is not the same kind of clear that it is today. Today, it's you can see 10, 12 feet down at the lower portions well, of Lake I Travis. Well, I remember it being that way. I, I don't know that it's, it's like a different clear. Before it was like a green clear. But we don't have that many. We don't have that many zebra mussels in there uh, at this point. I didn't think so, uh, but I. You I'm starting to think. No, I've seen them now. So the water's dropping a foot to two foot. LCRA's pumping out using our water, pumping it downstream a foot to two foot a week right now because they're contractually available to do that and sell our water. That's a whole nother topic, and I'm trying not to go there. But so you're seeing this water drop, and I saw uh, a certain stretch of bank last week that the water had dropped out of that was covered in zebra mussels. Absolutely covered. And remember when we were out there a few weeks ago, and I broke a few random fish off, like real easily, real quick. And I was going, surely, maybe I just have some bad line. Surely that's not zebra mussels. And you're muscles. just thinking that's what it is? It's just... Oh, absolutely. Mm. I know exactly. It's absolutely. After I saw the zebra mussel, and so it's, I don't know how you can bat it at this point. I'm not opposed to it. 
Well, in I basic, mean, fishing's never been as good as it is right now. What you Travis. need to do is you need to go to South Africa and get some of those clam crackers, and they're these little fish about that big, <laughs> about six inches that big. I'm like I'm people can hear what I'm saying. They're, yeah, but they're like six inches. They're clam crackers, and you just go get a bunch of them. And just let them go in the lake. Yeah. Bring in another non-native species. I'm kidding. I know. And I don't even know if there is a clam cracker. I thought I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> but no, I mean, we've tried some of those things and it's been. Clam crackers are the ones that come in the little. You, you dump they're them square in, crackers. And you dunk them in Two milk. in a package. No, you dump them in and they're uh, And they're best at around two o'clock in the morning and no, you eat a whole package no, of them. No, that's graham crackers. Oh, dang. I love graham cra- crackers. I'm talking about the crackers. ones you eat oysters on or with. <laughs> <laughs> Captain's crackers. Yeah. Captain's so, crackers. Salt Dog, you'll appreciate this. When he was little, when when Cody Ryan was little. I'm still little when I was young. When he was young, in like <laughs> two or three, uh, I would take him to the oyster bar. And they had a couple of them here in Austin. One of them right on 35. They had like a, a an old shrimper looking boat thing and it yeah. had and they had, it was an oyster bar and we'd go there and we'd sit at the bar just him and me and the bartenders would love watching him eat raw oysters right off the shell and so we'd sit there and they'd just give him as many as he wanted to eat and we'd just sit and eat raw oysters and just laugh and and uh it was the funniest thing people just thought it was so funny watching him eating raw oysters and uh and i thought it was great because i got you know, dozens of free raw oysters out of it, just sitting there with him, eating them. Anyway. I get that reaction all the time, especially from when I bring people down to the coast that aren't usually yeah. down there. I mean, when it's oyster season, we'll, we'll pull them right out of the water and pop them open on the boat and throw them in our mouth. And, I mean, first time I took the, my girlfriend down there and she saw that, it's just like I've never seen a woman look more repulsed by me. <laughs> <in my entire laughs> life. So. I love it. I love it. Hey, Armed Citizens Report up next. You get it only one place right here. It's the Outdoor Zone. You don't want to miss it live in the bunkhouse from 7 to 9 a.m. Live on Facebook right now. Oh, we are live on Facebook. I keep forgetting that. i got to be careful. Uh, Live on Facebook right now, 104.9 The Horn, 24-7, 365 at theoutdoorzone.com. Hey, I'm Randall Tharp and I fish FLW. You're listening to the Outdoor Zone Fish On. Walk along the river, sweet love, they just keep on all right, welcome back. It's the Outdoor Zone Live in the Bunkhouse, number one outdoor show on radio. I'm TJ Graney. That's Cody Ryan. Beefsteak is not in the house this week. He is uh, actually preparing to launch a Kids Outdoor Zone group in Vertical Chapel Church in Butikyle. Join us there today at 1015. You'll see everything that we're talking about there as he launches that group there. It's going to be fun. Um, are we on Sun Auto Service? 
No, well, we can do Sun Auto. Sure. Sun Automotive offers a full range of repairs and maintenance for all types of vehicles. We are your alternative to the dealership because they can do the job you need and do it right the first time. We take all our vehicles over there. They are our service repair shop. When it comes to uh, maintenance, uh, repairs, we've done everything over there you could think of. And uh, don't go on that summer trip, especially in the heat. Don't be driving around without having them first check your vehicle out. Uh, all their all their uh, technicians are ASE certified, and they can take care of all types of vehicles. Sun Auto Service has locations all around Central Texas. The family location, the one we use, is 405 West Slaughter Lane. There's one at 1300 Medical Parkway in Cedar Park, 1403 Rivery Boulevard in Georgetown, and the newest location is 1206 Ranch Road 620. You can find them at sunautoservice.com, or you can go on their Facebook, Sun Auto Service uh, on Facebook and find a bunch of their specials and stuff there. Now it's time for your Armed Citizen Report. Today, legal firearm owners are protecting themselves and their families across the nation. These acts of courage and valor are seldom reported throughout the liberal media. The Outdoor Zone wants you to know the truth. This is the Armed Citizens Report for the week. Boy, you want to talk about whacked out. Last summer, we reported on the welcome news that federal court had blocked California's plan to require owners of large-capacity magazines to surrender or otherwise rid themselves of their formerly lawful property. As the judge in that case had put it, on July 1st, 2017, any previously law-abiding person in California who still possesses a firearm magazine capable of holding more than 10 rounds will begin their new life of crime. That was a bridge too far, he decided, and blocked in for and that was a bridge too far. He decided and blocked enforcement of laws dispossession requirement. This, uh, so this is illegal right here. <clears throat> yes, that this has one right here. Over ten. Look at those bad boys. Oh, that's a that meaty little bugger. Nice. In that. Yeah, that one. That one will. You don't want to. That'll leave a mark. Come into the bunkhouse without permission. So in California, I am. No, they a blocked criminal. it, and actually, it was thrown out of court. Good. And the the deal was, you know, the the. The gall of a judge to have that kind of comment or to have that to say. What was the basis? You know, and, and again, just FYI, gun sales are through the roof. Amen. And they had had a slump for a while, but they are absolutely coming back. And uh, Nick's background checks are, are, are record breaking numbers. And uh, and it's not going to stop. And you're not going to get every magazine. And Well, you know, in California, who knows what's going to happen in California. You can just peel that place off already. Although I, there's a bunch of really great people in California that get it. They're with us on this thing. Right. But, you know, you get in those central areas like LA and there's you know when 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 a lot of these loud uh uh groups they're they're loud 
noisy groups are being heard. It's the East Coast and the West Coast. It's not like the like the Great Land in the middle. The millennials that hence, you know, hence the name us. Great Lands. I mean, yeah, it, it's the East Coast and the West Coast, <laughs> and and some of Austin. <laughs> but well, they're all moving to Austin. Well, that that's part of the problem. Yeah. Um, so anyway, crazy, nutty things are happening out there. Well, there's and, some there's some laws that are uh, loosening on the good side. On the good side of things. Well, I guess it depends on who you ask. Uh, Through the House was passed an overhaul of federal fishing laws, loosening limits and uh, expanding uh, angler access. Next up is the Senate. has got to run through the Senate. But it it got passed that, uh, you know, in the 70s, basically, without reading this article on air, uh, in the 70s, basically, they limited where you could go, how far out you could fish in federal waters or, or limits. You know, we know probably most prevalent here in Texas is the red snapper. Right. You know, right. you can go out and you can drive two hours and uh, in the boat offshore, catch your two red snapper, then drive back in. You know, and that's all that you can do. Well, the numbers are huge now. We've, I mean, again, we've, uh, we've, grown the numbers of these fish and now they're looking at loosening up some of those limits maybe not have to go offshore so far i think it was like 10 uh, or 10 miles 10 miles or something like that uh stretch out oh federal waters that stretched out 200 miles off the u.s coast um they're looking to to bring that back in so well i, I love for recreational fishing i love not that- commercial fishing and you you'll find it you'll find it well there's places where they're making it off limits and some of that stuff if they're not using if they're not using a parks and wildlife department studies and stuff because i know in texas the there's been some stuff we were you know when they cut sea trout when they cut speckled trout down from uh what what do we used to be able to keep 15 or something like that or 10 10 Yeah, now it's down to five, and, you know, there's some of that stuff where it's yeah. important to kind of watch it. Uh, look, what white-tailed deer populations, Right. when they started regulating that, now populations are up. Uh, you know, buffalo, wild turkey, all that stuff, the what? populations, are they're managing them, and so we're starting to get some traction on them. But you also have to be careful that you don't leave stuff in place that hinders that once that stuff has gotten to a certain point that keeps you from doing it there's other legislation out there uh this is current recovering america's wildlife act r-a-w-a was introduced in the u.s senate this week encourages all americans to become vigorous and active proponents of this critical legislation introduced by two senators this would authorize 1.3 billion in existing revenue from development of energy and mineral resources on federal lands and waters to be dedicated to fish and wildlife conservation. Amen. So they're out there drilling in Yellowstone or in Alaska or off, you know, in federal they're waters. They're not drilling in Yellowstone. Um, I don't know if they're actually in Yellowstone doing that, but in areas that right. are considered 
they are federal lands, federal parks, right, or whatever. Right, There's right. certain areas where they're doing some of that kind of stuff. Right. And uh, but they want to designate. It's like sales tax. They want to designate some of the money that comes out of that ground. Oh, absolutely. Or comes out of that water to go back into fish and wildlife conservation, yeah. which is brilliant. Yeah. And it absolutely should be that way. We need that money to do those things. Absolutely. There's another. I saw another. Uh, bill recently on uh suppressors yeah they call them silencers they're not silencers. they're not silencers they're not like what you see on tv but suppressors and i actually saw a video with trump one of trump's sons yeah i think it was don trump donald don jr yeah and he was talking about how it was a health issue that we ought to allow them accessible because it cuts the decibel levels down <laughs> yeah up from the from the shot that doesn't make them silent it's not that they, i don't know that there is actually that out there maybe in, in there is you know, we just don't know there's about guys it. with suits that carry them yeah you know secret <laughs> agents and stuff <laughs> but for the most part it just suppresses certain that the decibel level and he and it was cool because he said if it was a if it was a concert venue right. or if it was uh, a, a car, right. the noise from a car, and it was at this decibel level. People be all over it, saying, "Oh, it's a health issue. It's a health issue. You can't have it that loud." Well, hello, yeah. Well, and, and and I mean, how many guys do we know that have hard time hearing, and they're like, "Oh, it's from duck hunting when I was, you know, Deer since I've been shooting. young." Yeah, no it's doubt. From my duck hunting now, days. I don't know how many guys, even if you could buy a suppressor and put it on right you know i don't know i'm buying one well i i just don't know if it's that big a deal to i know me a or ton not. of guys that have them you know i know a lot of guys that have them now yeah yeah but i don't know that i don't know what i if i'd get one and yeah absolutely why wouldn't you cuts down i don't i, I guess do, you can't hear anyway cool. huh you, you can't hear anyway now what so suppressor not only cuts down on the decibel, it also cuts down on like the kick and the, you know, all that kind of stuff. So it makes your shooting much more accurate. All of that could be very helpful for you. Well, I know in training kids, <laughs> in training kids, yes, uh, that is a critical element, the sound, yeah. and we've proven it over and over again. This this month, in kids outdoor zone groups across the country. They're doing firearms. In yeah. July every month, the curriculum is firearms, and they're taking kids across the country out and teaching them firearm safety and shooting shooting guns. And across the board, it's a twenty two with a scope on it. And uh, and you wouldn't go to a bigger gun because tra- you don't train on a bigger gun, but when you do have that sound suppressed, it does make it uh, less intimidating, right? Uh, and you're right. I think you can focus more. You're not a, you, you know, you don't have that fear of the sound and the kick and all that that comes along with shooting a large firearm. That's just, I mean, that's a big, big old loud bang. We got to wrap this thing up because I'm watching behind you a uh, show. Yes, it I looks know. like they're on Lake Falcon, so we got to wrap this thing up. Hey, it's the Outdoor Zone. We'll wrap it up on the flip side. Stick around. You get it only one place right here. It's the Outdoor Zone, live at the Bunkhouse on 104.9 The Horn, 24-7, 365 at theoutdoorzone.com.
here at the Horn. Hey, this is Jeff Foxworthy, and you're listening to two of my favorite rednecks, TJ and Cody on the Outdoor Zone. All right. Welcome back. It's the Bunkhouse, number one outdoor show on radio right here on the Austin Radio Network, 104.9 The Horn, flagship station for UT Sports. And you can find us on Facebook Live right now at the Outdoor Zone or 24-7-365 at theoutdoorzone.com. Us guys here in the Bunkhouse, the Outdoor Zone, we're always shopping from Mother Nature's grocery store, fresh and delicious meats of every flavor, venison, pork, fowl, and even delicious bass post your no, shopping no, no. pictures on our facebook page the outdoor zone mcbride's gun central Tech's family owned and operated gun shop if you're looking for the right firearm mcbride's can help if you're looking to trade your guns mcbride's is the place an expert gunsmith on site only one place mcbride's guns need a referral for your personal carry class or anything to do with guns or ammo mcbride's is your place looking for a youth model rifle or shotgun go where the staff is skilled and trained to help you make the right choice mcbride's guns you'll find mcbride's in the same place they've been for years the corner of 30th and lamar Call them at 512-472-3532 or online at mcbridesguns.com. McBride's Guns is our hometown gun shop. So, uh, again, don't forget, there are jobs in the outdoor industry out there. The National Deer Alliance just hired on three different people. One of them was a social media director. A social media director. So, That's one of my business plans man, 10 you, years ago. You can be an outdoor, you can do all this stuff in the outdoors. They're, they're hiring in the outdoor industry. So they're hiring everywhere. There's no reason you should not have a job. Okay. Amen. Come on. <laughs> so uh, you wanted to talk about, I took, I'd been at the ranch for weeks Yeah. and my truck was just trashed. Yeah. And so I found a little place, took it over and got the, got the car washed and done the whole thing. And, uh, and I heard yesterday, while uh, your wife was at a baby shower, you were seen at a car wash washing the boat. Yeah, well, it's kind of funny. It was right across the street where I needed to wash the boat. Um, but anyway, so I, I went to the car wash, took the boat to the car wash, and I was thinking, you know, there's some, there's some things that I've learned uh, about washing my boat time and time again that are helpful, and maybe some guys don't know uh, one of them, of course, start off by pressure washing the boat down. You get all the main grime off. You, it'll it'll look good for a second, but once it dries, it'll look dirty again. But still, I'm telling you, it gets all the heavy grime off. It gets all the do you road use stuff off. Soap and do you put it on soap when you're you're in the car wash? You're underneath the thing. Do you have soap and you're just? No, I just high pressure high pressure rinse it. Just the water. Just the water. Okay. While I'm at the while I'm at the car wash. And in a bass boat, there, there's carpet in a bass boat, um, and so I'll spray the carpet down. Not super hard on the carpet; you got to be careful. But I'll spray the carpet down, spray the whole boat down. You know, make sure that it's all draining out, uh, outside and inside. And then uh, for a bass boat in particular, with the carpet, what I'll do is I've got a hard bristle brush, and I'll actually comb the carpet uh, opposite direction, or, or to make it stand up. Right. 
to make it stand right. up and dry standing up. Um, and what that does, you know, just it just helps one dry out your carpet, but also keep it nice and fluffy and cushy uh, over time. It extends the, the life of that carpet. Um, that was one thing that I I remember that I do a lot. And then you can take the vacuum after it all dries. You leave it out in the sun, let it dry. You can take the vacuum and vacuum it out, and it'll get all the little uh, grime stuff out. So you basically break it all up with the pressure washer and then comb it up and let it dry and then vacuum it up. But uh, one thing that I, I have just recently, just in the last year, probably found that works fantastic. So we have a lot of hard water Obviously, it leaves lines down your boat. It leaves uh, white lines around your motor and, you know, around all of your uh, stainless steel handles and all that kind of stuff. You get these white rings and all that is, is just lime. It's hard water. Right. And and we naturally have that in Central Texas on all our lakes. And that lime will leave, man, and you cannot find anything to get rid of it. You can spray some like polishes on it that make it look like it's gone. But it's not gone. Once that once that polish hits the water again, but it shows up. But I did find lime away is a miracle worker. You got to be real careful. You know, you don't want to get it up inside your motor or anything like that. I'm afraid it would eat like grease away from or different even things. seal or something. Yeah, like that. you got to be real careful around where so you, just you put use it on it. a rag. Is it liquid? Uh, yeah, it's a it's just a spray bottle. Yeah, and spray it around those hard water areas, and it will absolutely eat that lime, those lines away. And then uh, you come back and you wipe it down after that. I use just a generic aerosol uh, car polish kind of cleaner deal it's uh-huh. like an all-in-one can you can use it on uh, fiberglass or plastic or steel or stainless or whatever right and it's just a car polish I, i'm pretty sure it's like the same kind of stuff they use at a uh, dealership or whatever it has the same smell as a used car from yeah. a dealership <laughs> but uh then i'll come back and do that and so the lime away in Central Texas is your friend. You got that ring going down your boat, yeah, that oh line. Man, absolutely. It gets rid of it. I'm telling you, there's nothing that gets rid of it. There's a lot of things that hide it. Well, and it's really noticeable on your motor. Right. That right. drives me nuts. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Me too. Uh, then um, the other thing I, I realize that is really important is if you're trailering your boat, you know, if you keep it in the garage or whatever is to make sure you keep your wheels clean. Not just because it looks good, but also you could tell if you keep your wheels clean, if you're losing grease or, uh, you know, you need to periodically oh, check yeah. your wheels right, and make sure right. that they're not getting too hot. But uh, you can see in our wheels nowadays, a lot of them are oil hubs, and you get a little bit of dirt on there. You can't see that oil on your wheels. So... Uh, by keeping them clean, you can see if you're leaking oil on your wheels, well, that, or if it's spread, or if it's you're losing grease on your wheels. That's good for anybody who's pulling a trailer. Any trailer, really? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Good point. Keep your wheels clean, and that way you can tell if there's any issues. And I know it's a pain. I hate cleaning wheels. It's like you know what else you told me was, and there's you know there's a lot of equipment that we use. I was on my my mower, and you said, "Hey, don't forget to hit your." your hit all your grease points yes and uh, trailers and and uh, boats have them boats have do they yeah so yeah hit your make sure you're using the grease in the uh, and it's super simple you can go 
anywhere and get a little grease gun and just yeah. they're super easy to use yeah and you cannot over grease something no well you can and it, you'll notice because it it'll squirt, squirt out. out right 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 <laughs> and so you wipe it down and you're done but yeah grease is huge every time you use the tractor grease every point on the tractor same thing on your boat uh just keep it greased up your trailer if it has grease uh, on the hubs, wheels hubs yeah <laughs> you know keep those greased man i'm just well and you. something else that uh i have this weird thing about parking my trailer in the dirt right or in the grass because right. a lot of times you know you may have a carport or you may have a cover or something like that or maybe you just have a, a flatbed trailer or something and you got to park it in the dirt right but i still i put a piece of treated wood or some bricks or some blocks or something under the tires yeah so the tires are up out of the dirt well they don't get dry rot that way it, it helps i don't know it helps i think no it does absolutely Absolutely. So, boat, trailer, maintenance tips. Man, you get that. I mean, where else do you get that in the world but right here on the Outdoor Zone? Hey, I'm Cody Ryan. Thanks for hanging out with us this week. Uh, this week's Bible verse comes from Psalms 32.8. The Lord says, I will, I will guide you along the best pathway for your life. I will advise you and watch over you. And, man, we see it time and time again. If you... Just listen. If you if you just allow Jesus to speak to you, He will, and He'll lead you down the right path. Amen. Um, and there's no better way to live than uh, than through His guidance. So live it, love it, learn it. I'm Cody Ryan. I am heading to church to Vertical Chapel to see the induction of the new Kids Outdoor Zone group happening there in Hayes County. So very exciting to see you guys moving into our hood, brother. Come on. Hey, I want to encourage you. We want to encourage you to this today, this morning, go find a good Bible-based church somewhere. And uh, men, rally up. Take your families. Y'all go to church and maybe go catch some lunch afterwards. Uh, this week, folks, get a kid outside. Get them off the couch. Get them outside. Even if it's hot, they can still get outside. Take them for a walk in the park. Show them the birds, the trees. Heck, take them hunting. Take them fishing. We don't care what it is as long as you get them into the great outdoor zone you can start a hunting and fishing ministry in your church yes men you can do this go to kidsoutdoorzone.com for more information on starting a hunting and fishing ministry in your church moms if y'all know a single mom or if there's a single mom out there a little boy out there who needs uh some mentoring uh there's churches all around central texas all around the country all around the world that can take that men are taking time to do that so just go to kidsoutdoorzone.com and get that if you'd like to support kids outdoor zone you can go there and do that as well uh kids outdoor zone we are always looking for a piece of land somewhere to take the kids out on and so that's about it thank you salt dog have a good fishing trip cody ryan that's it all right god bless and met regulators let's mount up